Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have an incredible show for you this week. The main event is the conclusion of my interview with Michael Amar. We discuss his brief foray into working as an illusionist, his victory at FISM, and a lot more. Nick Lacapo joins me to discuss the feature part of the week from Craig Petty. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians discuss the favorite literature that they would love to be lost at sea with. This week, Simone Turkington joins us for Desert Island Magic Books. Simone Turkington, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's suppose you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, but it's made of Tyvek, so it won't fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book? My book is Maximum Entertainment 2.0 by Ken Weber. First of all, I'm glad that you specified because the rule on the show is it has to be one book. And sometimes people will cop out by by like going with like a, a, a multi-volume or something that's been published a few times. 2.0 is the one to get. We've had Ken Weber on the show. Why is it Maximum Entertainment? It's Maximum Entertainment. I'd also like to add, I'm currently rereading this book, and I just was reading it on the beach in Hawaii. So if that's not truth to what I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know what is. I was just reading this. There's probably sand in the book right now. So- it is tremendously irritating that you pointed out that you were recently on a beach in Hawaii. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut that if it makes you feel bad. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, a very interesting book that I think more people should read. Yes. And uh, why? what is it that... Because I also like the fact that you specified that you reread it. Yes. Because why, what, is, what brings you back to this book over and over again? Okay, so... First of all, like when magic books are coming all the time. Yeah. Oh, that one, yeah. this and oh, this trick. And yeah. I don't, I don't really want a lot of books at this stage with mm-hmm. more tricks. Yeah, I have tricks. Yeah, I have tricks I bought yes. that I'm not doing anything with, as yes. we all do. I don't need a book with more tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, what I need is to polish and refine and make what I already do yeah. better. And that's what this book is mm-hmm. for. And that is why you have to read it again because mm-hmm. you'll take stuff from it the first time and then read it again and realize I forgot to do most of this stuff. So that's why it's worth revisiting because you, there's so much more to keep mm-hmm. getting out of it. So. I completely agree. And it's, I think it's important to reread all of our magic books. I make it a point to try and reread Card College at least once a year mm. because as I grow as a magician, there's stuff that I completely ignored in the first time that I come back and I'm like, oh, that's why block transfers are important, right? right? And it's the same with th- theory books like Maximum Entertainment yeah. where you're coming back to it and as a more mature performer, you go, oh, now I get what Ken is talking about exactly. and I can apply it to this. Yes. Yeah, and it's you know, th- and that that fine tuning, like mm. you need to, you know, it's like I've been so this last reread because he talks about the six pillars of uh, entertainment success, mm-hmm. and I've gone through my act and gone through each pillar, and I've mm. like written out, gone through piece by piece in my show, and thought, how can I apply this pillar to this piece? So mm. I've gone like each pillar and gone through all the pieces and what I can do to make those adjustments to improve. The, the show. I love it. Maximum Entertainment 2.0 by Ken Weber. Thanks so much for sharing that book with us, uh, Simone Turkington. No problem. Thanks to Simone Turkington for joining me on the show. And thanks for sending me a Neil Hamburger merch goodie bag. It occupies a hallowed place in my room. On to the main event. Last week, we talked to Michael Lamar about performing on The David Letterman Show and the development of the most iconic tutorial series in the history of magic. This week, we get into his own FISM experience and so, so much more. I met up with Michael Lamar at Magic Live, and now you get to join our conversation. It's better to look at the situation and, and think, 
what would be a good trick for that situation? Um, you know, like with um, Ellen DeGeneres. If I'd yeah. have done Ellen DeGeneres, I would yeah. have done something to do with music and dancing and Absolutely. maybe concentrate on this song yeah. or, or, or listen to some music and dance, and I'll tell you what the song is by the way <laughs> you're dancing uh, or something like that, yeah. you know. Uh, Regis and, and Kathy Lee, you're on these chairs. Mm -hmm. You know, when they see the thing that you're on, it's like, well, you know, what if you did the thing where your chair is wobbly yeah. and, and, and you fold a card up and put it under it and, and now you're doing a card trick and it turns out to be the card that's under the the thing. You know, I, I okay, think well, Obviously, each, I'm not doing that when I'm on Regis and Kelly. Each situation, uh, you know, is a little bit different and you mm -hmm. want to think of the trick that's good for that situation yeah. and not, you know, how can I, you know push this square peg into a round hole because mm -hmm. I really like square pegs. Yeah. Uh, you know. It seems to me that you approach a lot of your magic that way, though. I mean, that, I mean, that seems to be not just a something you learn to do for television, but when you think about the magic that you uh, are doing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... I, I learned early on, you know, in one of my first experiences, somehow I got, like, the blueprints for building the shadow box yeah. illusion that was... That was just popular on Broadway and all this, and I didn't think, I, I can build this. Yeah. And I built it. You know, I went and got some two-by-fours and some plywood, <laughs> and and I built this shadow box thing, yeah. which weighed about 500 pounds <laughs> when it was done. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to need some help if I ever want to put this on a truck and, and take it someplace. But then I, I had a booking. It's like, okay, I... I gotta find a girl now mm -hmm. that's gonna cooperate, <laughs> and I gotta find a guy that's got a truck, and and I'll go do this. And it was a great experience in that. Okay, I realize I have to go out here five hours early yeah. to get this thing up on the stage before everybody's in this banquet hall. Yeah, and I do the trick. But I can't clear the stage off because there's still the banquet is going on. So I, now I got to wait till about one o'clock at night before I can take the, the crap. And it was not long after uh, that that Michael Lamar focused on close-up magic forever. Well, <laughs> you know, the next day I'm thinking about it. It's like you know that that one trick really took a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and it's like it only lasted like three minutes. <laughs> you know, and that. that that rope trick I did, mm -hmm. that was like five minutes. Yeah. And they liked that just as much as that. <laughs> I, I should get another piece of rope. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and to heck with these big boxes, you yeah. know. And, and so, yeah, kind of learn early on, I realized, you know, you, you, know, you got to get there and you got to mm -hmm. get out of there. And mm -hmm. it's almost like the professor used to say, how do you go into it? How do you come out of it? And, uh, you know, that's true on a big scale, too. What, what was your relationship with Di Vernon? How did that come about? Well, <laughs> I, uh, he attended a few conventions like the SAM in New York in 78 and some of the Las Vegas seminars. And, yeah. and I would go to these and, and I would hunt for this guy. And, uh, yeah. and I would find him and I would just hang around him, you know, mm -hmm. and... Uh, after a few conventions, he maybe he starts to recognize, oh, yeah, there's this kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I would just kind of hang around yeah. and uh, eventually start showing him some magic. And, mm -hmm. and eventually we got to kind of know each other. And, 
and he kind of liked the idea of, of you know, if somebody would come up to him and say, oh, can you do a trick for me? He said, well, no, here, I've got my protege. Here, he'll perform a trick for you. <laughs> and, and, and so he kind of liked that idea that he had somebody he could kind of, you know, deflect. You were, you were Di Vernon's uh, blow-off guy. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I was his out. And, yeah. uh, and so that slowly evolved to where, okay, now I'm traveling out to visit the Magic Castle. Mm -hmm. And I get, I'm hanging out with him like every night at the castle. Yeah. And just got to know him. And I think he appreciated the fact that, you know, he would, he would comment on some of the stuff that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And the next time I would see him, I, it would be clear I thought about yes. what he, he mentioned. And, mm -hmm. and so I... Showed a real pattern mm -hmm. of of taking his advice in, into context, yeah. and I I think on a certain level he that's gratifying for somebody. You know, well, let me give you some advice. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good. You took my advice. That's yeah. great. Um, and from that point on, really just knowing I was going to interact with him a, a lot as time goes by, yeah. just trying to you know work on things that I thought, you know, would impress him and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and show examples of clear thought about things that he had, like, you know, yeah. I'll develop a cups and balls routine, but it, yeah. but it won't be yours. It'll be yeah. different than yeah. yours. And um, I'll develop a linking ring routine, yeah. but it'll be different uh, from yours. Mm -hmm. His advice is to learn the classics, mm -hmm. you know, kind of figure out what makes those work. Yeah. And then put yourself into it, yeah. and and do something that's you know kind of more fitting to who you are, mm -hmm. and um, and you know otherwise he had had the experience with a lot of people just wanting to learn his routine. And can I show you that I learned your routine? Yes. And and this was, yeah, I think a little more gratifying, it's, you know, it's, from a mentor perspective. Yeah. You know, he's taking advice. That's good. I, I always like it when someone comes up and they show me a trick that they bought that I worked on and they show me something different than the then, way then the, the way, way I was packaged. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Keymaster from Craig Petty. Nick Lacapo join me via Zoom to discuss this incredible act that lives on your keychain. Nick, I was at Magic Live and I was behind the booth with Craig and people kept coming up and saying, Craig, do Keymaster. And then he did like 15 minutes of magic with just the keys on his keychain. Yeah, the Keymaster set is crazy. It's um, unreal, man. It's crazy. It really is that. Keymaster comes with four uh, special keys uh, that you can put on your keychain. They come uncut as well so that you can get them cut to, you know, your house key or whatever else you want. But point is that the effect that you get to perform just off the cuff here is you know a key has the the key part of it that's the part that you'd stick in the lock but it also has the hole part of it that you would use to keep it on your key ring and you're going to be doing a trick with that hole where you can make you can pull the hole off a key so now there's no hole and then you put it back on another key so now you got a key with two holes on it and it happens in the spectator's hands and then you slide one of the holes down the stem of the key so now the spectator is holding the key with a hole and another hole down towards the end of the key, it, there's just a, not a million. I mean, it's Craig maybe, Petty. There might maybe be maybe like nine hundred thousand <laughs> types of <laughs> routines that you can do with it, right? And and it really is Craig. I think can squeeze 
15 minutes out of this this uh, set of keys and not that you need it. you probably shouldn't do 15 minutes of keymaster i'm not i'm not advocating for that you know but you can certainly do you know a few minutes of keymaster what's really cool though is that you know keymaster lives on craig's keys and he does it all the time he's been doing it for years and this new version of keymaster that he's put out with penguin which he claims is the definitive one the old sets only came with three keys now he's got a fourth key that he has added to the set so that you can do additional tricks. And, you know, Craig, he's always working on routines. So the 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 video tutorial that comes with this is jam-packed with routines. Yeah. It's it's just a, it's, I mean, it's an act. It's a whole act on your keychain. Yeah, chain. I guess it is worth mentioning. There are other Keymaster sets out there from the past. Um, the big difference with this one is the quality of the keys but also the the older versions were, and when I say quality of the keys, mm. the older versions were like chromed after the fact and they would yeah. chip and it's just all sorts of things. Look for the P3 Keymaster. It's probably the only one that's in stock anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes, it comes with this, the new special fourth key. And we, as we've already seen, Craig has some expansion packs as well. We just released Gatekeeper, yeah. which is on the same key line. So like if you pick up Gatekeeper, it's going to be the, the same exact type of key, so it's an easy add to your Keymaster set. And, and Craig's always working, so I'm pretty sure that around the corner we're going to be seeing more keys that fit with the Keymaster yeah. set, so you can just expand it out. And Keymaster is sort of the starter kit, and it's worth your attention. Check it out. That was Keymaster by Craig Petty, available on PenguinMagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to our podcast receive 25% off the featured product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is Ghostbuster. That's Ghostbuster, all one word, G-H-O-S-T-B-U-S-T-E-R, for 25% off Keymaster by Craig Petty. That code is only good for Keymaster and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Michael Lamar. And and this was, yeah, I think, a little more gratifying, you he, know, from a mentor perspective. Yeah. You know, he's taking advice. That's good. You know? I, I always like it when someone comes up and they show me a trick that they bought that I worked on. And they show me something different than the then, way the, the way, way it was packaged. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I I can imagine that he would have, with you doing that continually, that it would have definitely sort of evolved the relationship from a first mentor to then a, a friendship. And and you know a similar sort of thing happened when I met Paul Harris in, uh, yeah. in the early days, seventy seven and seventy eight. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, I remember several times of, oh, hey, you know, getting to know him and trying to, can I show you something from one of your books? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, well, yeah. And mm-hmm. I would do one or two tricks from his books. And, wow, that's good. You know, I've never seen anybody do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you wrote it up. Yeah, but I never. <laughs> uh, you know, he had an interesting creative process. Yeah. And, um and I think he just liked the idea that you actually read this stuff and yeah. think about it and yeah. kind of do something a little different, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm going to shift the topic one more time because uh, I, 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 I don't want to keep you here all night because I know you want to get back to the convention. Well, it's, um, you know, I, I like your community. I think you guys you. do a great job at community building. Thank you. And uh, it, it's more than just uh, your local magic shop, yeah. uh, the way you guys approach things. Well, I... Uh, re- it, it means a lot to me to hear you say that. Yeah, I, it's really it's really inspiring, and, and, and I'll be here for you anytime, my friend. Excellent. Uh, my last question. I recently went through the hell that is competing at FISM. Uh-huh. You did that. 
Yeah, I did. Why did you compete? And what was it like doing okay, that? Okay, I competed in '82, yeah. and this was still at a time when, you know, uh, I was trying to validate myself. Um, you know, mm -hmm. my parents were still worried about their choice of being a magician yeah. uh, for a living. You know, and, yeah. and we'd had this little agreement. You know, mm -hmm. I'll give me two years, and I'll see. And if I can't make it in two years, I'll come back and I'll I'll run the fry station, <laughs> uh, and I'll work my way up to beverages. <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and so I really wasn't sure if what I was doing was as good as I thought it might be. You yeah. know, well, I guess I, I need to find out. Yeah. If if I've uh, I can, I'm really doing this, and um, at at some point in the the compet, uh, in the preparation, mm -hmm. uh, I just decided I, I I I'm not competing with anybody. Mm. I, I don't care what I I just want to do what I'm doing well. Yeah, and it's a matter of opinion. <clears throat> you know, it, it's mm -hmm. not a sports event where you, you count the baskets yeah and and if there's any question well we'll we'll count the baskets again yeah and you know it's very subjective and even if i win that doesn't mean i'm the best in the world yep. if i lose it doesn't mean I, I didn't deliver the goods yeah you know it's a matter of opinion yeah um and, and that come you know so that made it feel less uh, adversarial, you know, yeah. or, or or competitive, yeah. as far as wanting to be better than somebody else, you know, it was just like I I, I have faith in my choices, mm -hmm. and if I do these well, yeah, uh, you know, that's that should do it. It seems to me that some of the the best competitors that I competed with ended up with the same outlook, and I think that they all got along really well. Yeah, because, because I have made friends that I competed with. Yeah, uh, me as well. Yeah. You know, it was like, hey, but listen, we, we're, we're foxhole buddies now. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, we went through an experience together. Yeah. You know. What was your routine that you competed with? Because you, you won see. micro, right? Yeah, I did a flash coin, you know, producing these coins mm -hmm. and balls of fire, you yeah. know, I had little flash paper stuck on them and, yeah. and uh, some top at work. Uh, I did the coins through the silk was, mm -hmm. you know, that was... You know, it was brand new yeah. at, at the time, and maybe I did the floating bill. I, I think, yeah. which might have been really, really early in the the whole thread world yeah. thing. Um, you know, John Kennedy put it out. I think in maybe seventy nine or eighty. Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, it was it was still a an amazing effect. Yeah. Is there video of you competing? Hmm? Is there video of you competing? Yes, I found the the video, the film. Yeah, um, we were moving, uh, and this was years ago. And it run into this this video in this grind. It's like, wow! I wonder what's. On. Yeah. I've never seen this. It was a beta tape, so oh, I couldn't play it. Oh my goodness! And it's like, I wonder what was on this. Yeah. You know, before I throw it away, I should. Go to the Smithsonian. I should just make sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I had a friend convert it yeah. for me, and um, and I'm watching. Oh, I remember! <laughs> I remember you could you could buy a copy of your act. Yeah. 
uh, at the end of the, the yeah. convention, and I bought a copy of my act. I just never had a chance to watch it. Oh, man. And, and so I do have it, and it's like a, a bonus thing on um, Live at the Magic Castle, that uh, DVD. I need to get back um, to the dealer's room and get a hold of that DVD. I yeah, to or that. maybe we got maybe we can get a way to share it with your community sometime oh, in some way. You know, uh, would be fun. Michael, thanks so much for taking some time to talk. Eric, to it's a pleasure, man. I total respect for all the stuff you guys are doing, and uh, just happy to be part of the team. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Michael Lamar for the conversation, and thanks to you for listening. Well, this is Season 4, Episode 52, and you know what that means. It's the end of another season of the Penguin Magic Podcast. I can't believe we've been around for four years now. I have been very fortunate to have some incredible guests on and to do some really cool chats with some very cool people. One of the most rewarding parts of this is as I go to conventions, meeting all of the Penguin fans around the world and finding out what you love and what you don't like about the podcast. I promise that I listen to all of you, each and every one, and I take all of your thoughts into consideration. I'm extremely lucky to find myself in the position I do in the magic community, and believe me, I do not take it for granted. Thanks to all of you for supporting the show as we rocket ahead into our fifth season. Expect some awesome new interviews and maybe even some new ideas for fun segments. And of course, all the magic news that's fit to dish. A couple of local show alerts. At the end of this month, Dan Harlan is coming back to the P3 Magic Theater to produce an incredible Halloween show. If you're interested in seeing Dan's show live and in person, go check out p3magictheater.com for ticketing information. If you're in Columbus, be sure to stop by my regular restaurant gig at Town Hall to see me working out some of the latest Penguin products before they hit the market. And of course, keep an eye on the Magic Castle to see Nick LaCapo make his return to the Palace of Mystery. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you have been using to keep track of the latest robot combat statistics on too. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you're going to have to write me a long explanation for how Shreddit Bro just got into the Golden Bolt tournament. Did you see that? A deep run from a bot that consistently defecated in the sleeping furniture? That was bananas. But if the return of heavyweight robot combat isn't your cup of motor oil, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform.